welcome to this Two Shell podcast. I'm Electra. Hi, listeners. I'm Dan. We're a couple of life coaches sharing our lives as we live them. This is a series of no old barred conversations where we will challenge ourselves and each other to hopefully entertain you, the listener, and give you something to take away from each episode. We'd love to hear from you, so reach out either on our social media or in the comments below. Let's get on with the first episode. All right, Dan, how are you? I'm good, Electra. I trust you're well. You're looking well. Thanks. Do you want to do you want to explain to the listeners what we're going to be doing here? We are a couple of coaches who thought we'd get together for a podcast to chat about all things wellness, and hopefully it will help the listeners. Listen, it just needs to help one person. That's all it needs to help. Our job is done if we could just help one. All right, you, you go for one. I'll go for a couple more. <laughs> okay, all right then. Uh, you think big, and I'll you 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 do the macro. I'll do the micro. Yeah, perfect. See, this is why we work well together, Dan. Okay, good. This is a pilot, guys. Uh, we're gonna just give you a little brief understanding of what we're gonna do. So we're just gonna have a chat and uh, see where it goes, and then from weeks following, we will start to piece together our thoughts and what we do. Maybe share a little bit of our own experience, some of our experiences of how we're getting on with, as coaches. Um, and you know, a bit of fun trying to wind each other up, basically. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how we go. Do you want to tell people how we met? Yeah. So uh, we met on Tinder. No, I'm only joking. We <laughs> met. We met uh, on a coaching course from a company called Animas. Uh, we was a cohort of, I think, is it 26? Yeah, 26 of us. 26 people. Uh, we did the course during lockdown and. It was great fun. It was a bit of a, ah, oh, the J word. Are we, banning the J, are we banning the J word before we've even started? You can say the J word if you really need to, but you're not allowed to actually say J-O-U-R-N-E-Y. Okay. So we went on a bit of a J word. There was a real collective of people. We learned loads of good stuff about coaching. For me personally, I was kind of trying to get a framework around stuff that I'd already learned. What I didn't realise was I was going to have to learn, unlearn a lot of that stuff. Uh, we kind of built a rapport and a friendship we thought we'd come on here and hope that we can help for me one person <laughs> Electra would like to go global oh, but, uh, world. yeah uh, so that's yeah that's where we kind of met isn't it really and we've kind of remained supporters of each other uh since we qualified and uh we're on the j word on the J word indeed and now on the P word which is podcast I guess I want to just add to that that from the minute that Dan came on the screen and sort of said that he struggles with the word coach I was like oh he's I'm gonna like this guy (laughs) because I I too had a bit of a struggle with becoming yet another coach in a sea of a million coaches but I think we've both along our J word have discovered that actually what what coaching really is at, at its kind of heart and that we are both coaches and that we're both, that we are sort of aligned to that. And it does fit what we, what we do and what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah, I have to agree with that. And it's kind of like, again, there's another word, not there's another P word, but I'm going to use it because it, it means the world to me now, which is that I think I've certainly found my purpose. You know, um, lots of people. Uh, I love purpose as a word. About yeah, so I, I kind of... Uh, was being told and signposted for many years like you should do this you should do this and I've always kind of steered away the other thing I that, that I did struggle with the word uh, coach and I don't anymore I'm proud of the fact that I'm a coach um, uh, and it was uh, my own coach 
uh, give a big shout out Amanda who um, built from the fire she helped me and was basically like she's quite brutal and she was just like well what's wrong with a word coach you need to get over yourself you know in the end of the day you're a coach and you'll be a really good coach but you need to get over the you know just get over this hurdle that you're trying to rename it and be something that you know you know that really helped me since then you know it's a real eye-opener it's been quite frightening because it's kind of me I'm the product you know and in the past I've been able to hide behind a product if you like I've been able to hide behind whatever it is that I'm selling or doing or working as or working towards and uh, and now it's me my type of coaching kind of borders onto the because there's a number of borders so there's a therapeutic border there's a mentoring border and mine's certainly on the mentoring side of the border so um, with a lot, lot, lot of life experiences and a lot of stuff done, a lot of mistakes made, I do feel that I can kind of help people and just nudge them in the right direction a little bit without taking control. Obviously, you know, the first thing about coaching is like the person is whole and what is it, Electra? Creative, resourceful and whole. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. So they don't need me to fuck that up. And what about you, mate? I got into coaching thinking that it was mentoring, not really knowing the language around it, and then actually discovered that I'd been coaching for years, really, um, but just thought I was managing, but in like a nice way, as in asking people what they what they think and what they want to do and how they'd mm. go about stuff, um, rather than sort of telling everyone what to do. And it turns out that that's coaching. And what I thought I was going to be doing is coaching, as in like giving people advice and telling people, you know, where they're going wrong or whatever. That's not, that's something altogether different. I got into it because I really, I've been in corporate like finance jobs, running big teams and stuff for years. And I really didn't want to do that anymore and needed something that I could kind of control my hours. And like Dan just said about, it's a bit scary because it's you and you haven't got like a product to hide behind or whatever. I kind of wanted that. I kind of not only wanted to be responsible for myself and what I could do and, and see where that could lead me. And Animas was a really good fit for me, I think, because it's not, although it does have structure to it and it does teach you sort of like the, the basic rules of coaching, it also encourages you to experiment, I think, and encourages you to like hold everything loosely and we're going to give you these tools, but you don't, you don't have to use them kind of thing. And in my own practice, I guess, I am I'm like a baby coach at the minute I've only just qualified I've only got like I don't know 70 80 hours of coaching underneath me so I feel like I'm still figuring out my style if you like my natural style is very like I love listening to people and I love listening out for the things that they're not saying and I've always been really good at that and I've always been really good at picking up on people's vibes and like their energy rather than like you said Dan like I kind of match people's well, I don't match people's energy, but I can pick up on it and see what's, you know, sort of feel my way around that. I'm trying to really nail coaching and keeping my boundaries very clear because I I really want to get coaching like down. Um, and then in the future, I think I'll do mentoring. But again, I'll do that very, I might use some of my coaching skills in my mentoring practice, but it will be a, a very, I am your mentor. <laughs> listen to what I say <laughs> rather than sort of blur the lines I think I'll, I'll just do it in two separate instances mm. um but we'll see but you I mean as the listeners will find out I'm quite a I'm quite a black and white person I'm learning to get into the sort of shades of grey of stuff but in, it's easier for me if I can go right well you sit over there and this thing that sits over there and now mm. I know where I am 
um, I don't know if that's like a coping mechanism or whatever, but that kind of works for me. So yeah, that's me. One of the things that I've picked up from you quite early on is, is that you you gravitate towards the whole value, core values thing. I know you do a session once a month or once every couple of weeks um, with, with clients. And what, what, what is it that's kind of made you gravitate towards that? Uh, you like, what is it that you like about core values that you kind of like have caused you to kind of go in that direction because we, we obviously we learned loads didn't we you know there was loads yeah. of stuff thrown at us if you like and I know certainly I've gravitated towards certain things and I just wonder what it is that you feel kind of you know switches the lights on for you with, with regards to core values um, with values I guess it was something that I learned before I did Animas it was in a business book um, a while ago that I read and it's when it, it was the exercise that, um, that I do with my clients where we like go through your, you know, your life to date and sort of look at big things that have happened in your life, like big events, if you like, or when you're feeling like really, really great or really, really shit. And then <clears throat> what kind of made those good or bad or like what, you, what, what was missing um, from the bad ones or what made the good ones really good. And actually looking at your life in that way and realising what's important to you. And I feel like before I did this session, if you'd have asked me, I would have come up with some stuff like, what you know, what do you value? I would have reeled off some words. And then when I actually sat and did this exercise, it was like, it's not that those initial words that I had in my head were wrong, but they were just maybe not quite the ones, if you like. Mm. And then when I did this, I did this exercise and came up with the ones that I've got now and it really helped like it did really switch a light on in me and it made it much easier for me to start thinking about what I want to do and why certain things were like sitting wrong with me um if I was feeling a bit like funky about something then knowing these values really helped me go oh that's why so is it like challenging challenging like your decisions yeah yeah but giving something to I am you know I'm quite a I'm a bit of an overthinker so I you know get into these sort of circles of like do I want to do that I'm not sure am I doing it for the right reasons why is it you know is this the thinking loop my stomach like because I should do it or because I shouldn't do Mm. it or like Mm -hmm. what's that and having these values just made me gave me a little pointer to go well does it meet this value does it meet that value the other one and then you can kind of go oh yes yes no oh no there's a no there okay so what's that you know and it just gives you something to kind of rather than have like endless fucking opportunities to be looking at it just gives you a couple of things of like well i know that these are really important to me so let's see if there's any problems with any of this yeah yeah sounds like like a really good signposting exercise yeah years ago we used i I did another self-help thing which was that we used to look at instead of we didn't used to call them values we used to call them ideals okay yeah that'd be like you know like what are your ideals for life like what is it how would you like to be yeah and uh and it, and it really resonated with me when we did a bit of that and I've just seen you really attached to it and go right you know this, this is and um, you've showed me a deck of the stuff that you do and I just think wow you know because it, it's so layered isn't it yeah like, you I go don't, in yeah I don't think like the way that we learned it in Animas which was great and I still do a bit of that in my sessions as well is basically picking from a list and as much as yeah. I think that definitely has value mm. um, and it, you you know, I don't think people, like I did, I, I, if you'd have asked me, I had answers for you. And it's not that those answers were completely like way off. Cause obviously you've got a good sense of like what you, what you give a shit about, but they're just not that deep. And what I try to do is just take it a couple of layers deeper so that mm. you can really get into the stuff that 
you know, I've had some great stuff come out in my sessions of people like, you know, this is like a massive bedrock in my life, but I just haven't really acknowledged it and I've never really yeah. seen it. But then when you're asking me about, you know, the things that have really mattered to me in my life, they've come up in all of them. So obviously this is really important to me. But when you asked me before, what do you value? I never thought about it. Maybe because yeah. it's so embedded, I just never even like bring it up in a list. And the other thing about that is, is I imagine for clients or for people that do it, and I have experienced this, it's like when it's that embedded, it actually can have the chance to get a bit warped. Yeah. yeah. So like it gets embedded. It's like, I don't know, whatever core value, you know, like, you know, like trust. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it gets embedded and you go, yeah, I really need people to trust. I need to trust people. But yet we get in there and we can find a negative side to that yeah. in the sense of like, you know, I'm, I'm so untrusting that I can't, you know, certain relationships that I struggle with because of that or, you know, one person tells me one white lie and I'm like, oh my God, I can never be your friend again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so for... it's dependable. That's like my top one. And it definitely bits of that that I've had to look at and be like, right, well, is that people pleasing? And is that, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, can I, can I ever let go of anything? Can I give other people a chance to like, let mm. me depend on them? Mm. Is that, mm. like, you know, send me mm. a bit of, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, there's so, two sides to the coin, you know? Yeah. I, I've used it with clients where they've come back the following week and it's like, I, I want to change it. <laughs> you know, because what I do is I create a pyramid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I create a pyramid that's got, like, the base layer. So that's, like, the foundations, and then we move up, and then you've got, like, the you know, the, the point of the triangle, if you like, as they're kind of... And, like, and one guy come back and went, I, I've looked at this all week, took it away with me and actually I want to swap that one for that one and it's like that's great because it's kind of like just you know it's that kind of people becoming very mindful yeah. of like and seeing them seeing them in their lives and it's like well why did you want to change it and he's like well you know I just saw how important that was to me as I moved through my week it's like no 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 this this is really important and I think that's an important point as well is like they change yeah you know what I mean? And, and people don't, because that's the other negative of core values is people get so stuck. Uh, I was chatting to someone, you know, this morning talking about injustice, you know, like, 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 like injustice or justice, you know, whichever way you look at it. And obviously it's quite an important kind of flip, if you like. And it's like, how damaging can that core value be if I get stuck in resentment or if I get stuck in kind of like the anger yeah. or the you know the the kind of, know, of the judgmentness judge you know, judgmentalness of it that sort of stuff so it's a really interesting progress but i just i've what the reason why i've asked is because you've just i've just really seen you lean into that and it's just been you know it's great to see that and uh, i was just interested in why yeah and that's what i do try and say to everyone that they are going to change and especially mm. if you're doing it with someone who's sort of like in their 20s you know it some of them will stay the same like there's probably a couple that will you know be there forever or whatever but it, you can still you can always sort of check in and just yeah you know make sure that it's still like my one of my old ones used to be adventure for sure like massively yeah. and i'd be you know for reasons of probably like running away from other stuff i used to be like hunting for like the next adventure and like looking for that and making sure that i had loads of that in my life and then now it's just like not as important to me at all mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not all like paved in gold or whatever. Like there's there's definitely some some things to look at with value. But that's why it's so interesting to do the kind of 
to dig a little bit deeper because no mm. one's going to be like, oh, I'm all right, judgmental fucker. Do you know what I mean? But when you no. do it and yeah. start talking about things and especially the, maybe the bad elements of your life, like the times when they've been shit, then that's when sometimes those kind of not so good ones can come up. And then there's ones that I have like dependable or um, yeah, just ones that maybe, you know, too much of anything is a bad thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, Bal- balance is everything that we're looking for, isn't it? And there's can some be, be some that you'd look at and you'd be like, oh, that's a lovely value. And it's like, yeah, but if you push it right to its extreme, it might not actually be that healthy for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I do a value session on the second Sunday of every month. Um, it's only a tenner, it's a really small group. You have a big discussion about values and you come away with your own free values. Um, and yeah, we, you can put that on my website or just follow me on Insta and I talk about it all the time on there. Um, yeah. yeah, if you want to come along and check it out, then feel free. What about you, Dan? What's your what's your sort of favourite bit at the minute? What are you do, concentrating on? Um, what I've been really aware of is not trying to get ta- too attached to a favourite bit. <clears throat> so, like, trying to jump in and out and not kind of, you know, uh, I struggle with the whole, at the moment, I struggle with the whole niche thing of, like, and I, I'm not for one minute saying that core values is your niche, because I'm not, I just, I just was really... Uh, but for me, it's like I've tried a few different things. If there's one thing that I kind of gravitated towards, it was a bit of what we call transactions, which was we worked on some transactional analysis stuff. And I enjoy that and I enjoy working with people. And, you know, it's been one of the things where when people have bought relationship stuff and they want to talk about how they would like things to be better so like when i ask them like what what would you like to get and they go i just would like it to be x y or z like better than what it is you know transactional analysis has been one of those things where because i had some of my own personal experience of utilizing transactional analysis in my one of my own personal relationships it's kind of like i felt like i kind of i can explain it and although it's quite uh there is a lot of explaining to be done i kind of do you know the greatest thing about it is for me the for the few clients that it's kind of come up for and I've been able to offer it um, is just to watch the lights come on for them. You know what I mean? Just to make become aware of like, fuck. We all love you know. that light bulb moment. Do yeah, yeah, know? just that. Everyone might know, like people might not know what uh, transactional analysis. So transactional analysis is like a, is a kind of, I think it was like 1950s, 1960s. Can't quote me on that. I'm not very good with people or reading. I just kind of learn stuff as I go along and, and try and, but uh, it's a therapeutic process around relationships and it encompasses stuff like parent, adult, child, which is like uh, like the way that we react in relationships to people. You know, and what it does for me, that's what I focus on a lot on. It is, there's lots of other stuff like, you know, life scripts and kind of, uh, they, they talk a bit about codependency and how that works and I'm okay, you're okay, that sort of stuff. But this, the parent adult child is the real thing, which is like the, what I call the kind of highway, communication highways that we have between each other and how they've come so stuck. So it's like people will get stuck in a role within a relationship. So they get stuck like acting a certain way and the other person on the other end gets stuck acting a certain way. And yet when I'm able to kind of like shine the light on that for people and say, what, you know, is there another way that you'd like to react? You know, and what we do in parent, adult, child in transaction analysis, we call that the adult. And it's like really getting people to show up as the adult and then going, oh, yes, that's what happens. That's why I have this automatic, you know, and it's not, it's definitely not an overnight matter. 
it's like it's you know these 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 like what are, you know the highways as I call them the kind of interactions that people have with each other are so solidified they're so like stuck do you know what I mean and they do swap you know so you know to give you an example you get kind of like you know like petulant child or belligerent child or you know whatever you want to describe it you know there's the, the child mode and then you'll have the adult uh, which can be critical parent you know sorry the, the, the parent not not the adult but you've got critical parent and but you have some positives of those as well um, and you just try and explain the transaction it's the transaction if you've got a mate at work who's always moaning and you kind of you kind of find yourself getting in this sort of race to the bottom of like who's got the shitty like who's had the worst day kind of thing and then no one walks away from that feeling any better and you kind of go why did i why did i just get into this little like yeah i mean yeah that's just like yeah you you're you're assuming positions yeah and then, and then all of a sudden you become in competition yeah you know what i mean and it's like uh you know so it's it's yeah, it's those relationships, it's those transactions that we have with everybody, you know, whether it's work or at home or, you know, even in the street sometimes. It's like we want to assume a certain position and it's like if we can break that, you know, and then and then the moving forward. To, and I mean, I'm not, I'm no expert, but and then moving forward from that, you have the moment when the client, for me, learns to try and pick up new, more adult behaviours, which is to kind of, you know, react more openly or not to take offence or to react differently in the situation so like sometimes it might be to not react you know or you know and then what you do is you break you break transaction and then the next bit which is really interesting is how the person on the other end reacts to you breaking the transaction you know because that can be different that's the next stage of it which is that they react in a way which is like i'm not getting what i used to get here yeah you know what i mean and they get frustrated with that so it's a bit like you've heard the expression of like it takes two to tango or you know don't get in the ring if you have a person who decides I don't want to argue anymore and wants to change that transaction, their language is going to change. So they're going to kind of put up a boundary. And, and it's about that. It's about learning. And I had it with a, one client that was really interesting. She's a young girl, worked in a real male and dominated environment. Um, and there was nothing, there was no, you know, like overt sexism or anything like that. But it was just the way that she'd allowed people to talk to her for so long. Yeah. And the interesting part was when she stopped allowing them to talk to them and they'd look at her like she's got two heads. Like so they'd be like, fucking what's wrong with her yeah you know what i mean and it's like there's nothing wrong with me i'm just not willing to put up your you know what i mean the, the, this transaction anymore but in the same time acknowledging that she had a huge part to play in it because a lot of the time people want to be in this victim mode of like i just get treated like this you know and it and it's it's you know the transaction's 50 you know it's a two-way it's a two-way street yeah you know so it's kind of yeah, yeah. so, yes yeah, so that's 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 one thing that i really enjoy uh i enjoy doing that and I was sitting and then, which is quite weird, really, because it's quite not a technical, but it's kind of, if you like, on the therapeutic side, it's quite a technical model to learn and to explain. And I'm really quite energy based. So I quite like, do you know what I mean? Like, I've always been into my meditation and my mindfulness and kind of trying to get people to drop into heart space and to work with people around kind of how the body feels and like, you know, really identifying how we feel through kind of physical stuff as well. Like, you know, so it's kind of, so actually that's quite a, that's quite a, a move away from what I like to do, which is just to get in front of people and kind of really just like pick up on what's going on for them and kind of not challenge them, but like 
get them to so my coaching you know and this is one of the things i had to struggle which i sort of struggled with at the beginning which is like you know they first one of the first things i think in the first month when we was on our course was like you know you don't interrupt people and you don't like you know you don't give your opinion and you don't da, da, da. and also what i've learned is at first i challenged that and was like really you know what so I, you know and now, now what i understand it to be is i'm able to offer so it's like i've learned through the language now of like offering people so I do stop people and go, hang on, what 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 is that? You know, what 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 was that? And and kind of kind of try and get them to kind of almost be a disruptor in their kind of normal thought processes. It's about the challenge as well. It's, it's not just letting people just chat shit for an hour. Like if you're gonna like you say, like if they're getting stuck in victim mode or if they're like just repeating themselves over and over again, then you have to be able to go all right, hang on a minute. Yeah, and I, and I don't find that hard. So I, jo- I, enjoyed, I, jo- I enjoyed doing that. But it's like, almost like, because when I contract with people, like written contracts, I do get them to, I do put, there is a clause in there, which is I, I, no, effectively to the words of, I'm going to call out your bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm, I'm not here to kind of just, I'm not a sounding board. You know, uh, you know I want to hear, but I'm going to try and interpret what I'm hearing and offer it to you back through a different lens or different offering or a different way of looking at things and I think most of my clients really appreciate that because they just was like wow I'm not really thought of it like that and it kind of you know and like we talk about getting unstuck ourselves but it's like it really helps people to see things from a different point of view and 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 walk away with like a like something to yeah something to yeah something to put into action as well it's like right you know I'm going to and, and what I really encourage with clients is mindfulness. So I kind of, you know, the, it's the time away. Because I have some clients that I don't see, I see for two weeks. So like there'll be a two week gap between us seeing them. And it's like really encouraging them with a few little silly, not going to say silly, not silly, but basic skills of mindfulness of like when you get up in the morning, just remind yourself of the stuff that we maybe talked about. And just bringing that into, if you bring it into the, you know, your, your, your consciousness at the beginning of the day, it's like you'll be surprised how at like three o'clock, it, you know, something happens and you're like, ah, oh, you know, because you've, you know, you, you have actually brought that stuff into your, you know what I mean? You've, you've connected with it at some point, normally in the morning, you've connected with it in the morning and you may forget about it for the next six hours, but there'll be a moment where it kind of, where the roads meet, there's something going on in your life and a situation will arise and then you'll go, ah, oh, this is what we were chatting about. You know what I mean, and then all of a sudden, you know, that awareness starts, and then I think that's the, that's the, that's the start to so many good things, isn't it? It's just the awareness. For me personally, like years ago, it's like I had to have an awareness that I was a bit of a dick before I was going to change being a bit of a dick. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it's kind of the lies we tell ourselves, you know, the injustices that we think we have a right to kind of sit in, you know, through self pity and so, you know, that really is kind of where I try and work is to try and really kind of break people free of that stuff. Cause I think it's just so damaging. Um, what, you know, uh, we, you know, and I, it comes from my own experience, you know, I was brilliant at controlling a room with my mood when I was younger, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, the self pity and the poor me's and the, you know, and I think breaking free from that has been the greatest thing for me, which is to kind of be able to see like you, you talked about kind of, you know, really, you talked about black and white. And that for me, you know, that that not being kind of too dualistic about stuff is 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 really cool. I love sitting in that space and it's not easy and it's hard at times. And it's kind of, you know, um, it'd be very easy for me to not to. But I think both either side's quite ego driven. So it's like I'm either brilliant or I'm proper shit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, and it and it's like 
you know, there's an old saying of kind of like, I'm lying in the gutter looking down at people. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that, that kind of experience of like wondering why, if I'm so brilliant, why do I feel so shit about myself? Yeah. You know, and finding that and trying to get people into that space, which it can be uncomfortable, but that's what I, I enjoy. I enjoy doing that stuff. Fist to finish is very much like getting comfortable for me with like just trusting that the J word. So trust with my coaching, with yeah. my with my coaching life, trusting like the certain clients are going to come my way, which is going to make me challenged and I'm going to enjoy the challenge and then I'm going to learn stuff. And I do believe strongly that eventually I will probably niche somewhere i'll drop into a space yeah. but i trust that i will drop into that space in a natural way so it's like i will start gravitating towards whatever it might be young 30 year old men who struggle with this or it might be that i work in certain space over here or you know what i mean yeah it's one of the issues i've got because of marketing purposes people are really banging on at you to find your niche i've got a couple of mates who are in the middle of like doing their coaching qualifications and they're all like scrabbling around trying to find their niche because it makes it easier to sell on Instagram. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> mm. You need to, A, you, need, you don't even know what you enjoy yet. Like, you've got to figure out what you actually like doing. You know, if you're going to spend, mm. you know, hours a week doing this, or if you're going to spend any time doing this, it's like, you've got to like it and you've got to enjoy it and you've got to find it interesting. And you can't, mm. You know, mm. I think it's quite obvious when people are sort of stuck in a rut doing something they're just not the passion's not there anymore and it's not like you're never going to have a bad day or you're never going to wish that you were on holiday or something but I just feel like like you say it's better to for that to happen naturally and for you to be like actually I really love working with these kind of people Mm. whereas at the minute I don't know yet I haven't you know I'm doing loads of different people because Mm. I want to see what what comes out of it really Mm. yeah I mean my my collective of people at the minute is just is yeah it's mad you know i've got yeah just in almost every walk of life almost and I, and I do believe where they say it's like if i can be true to myself which is a bit kind of woo woo but if i can be authentic and true to myself i will attract clients that will want to work with me and i want to work with them you know what i mean and uh, as opposed to just kind of like scrambling for the next you know what i mean um the next client because I need it because financially, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And, and there's, there's a, you know, again, there's a, there's a process in that. Um, but that whole niche thing. Yeah. I, I struggled with it from the beginning. Um, I, but there's some that have clearly got it, haven't they? And I think it's great. Yeah. And that's, if you know, you know, it's like. Just sort of audio, uh, Electra squeezed her hands against her cheeks, making it look like she was looking into a tunnel. For the benefit of the tape, but no, like why be why be closed minded when you could be open minded, you know, like why why sort of narrow down your field? Especially in the beginning. But yeah, like you say, if you know you've got but there's safe there's safety in that for a lot of people, there's safety in, in, in yeah, I think, narrowing. I mean that's what you know, if I knew then that'd be great. But and that's like it's interesting for you because you were like, I'm not gonna do this and now you're like, actually I'm really enjoying doing this, you know, like Yeah, yeah, I do and I do enjoy it and it's in a yeah, you're right. Do you know one, I want to give her a shout out because there's one that I just thought was such a great idea, which was Alish's weekend. Oh, it's so good, yeah. What a great idea. Yeah. So for listeners who don't know, there's a friend of ours, I'd love to, maybe we'll put a link in the thing, but her name's Coach Alish on Instagram. And she'd done a really good thing, which was to, on a Friday, is it a Friday night? Like a Friday, yeah, Friday, yeah, Friday night. night. Like, yeah. what are you going to do with your weekend? 
And I just thought, oh, what a great idea that is. Because so many times, I, my personally, I can go into a weekend and there's either two things going on. I'm either really busy or I've got nothing to do. Yeah. And it's like, I think I dream of the weekends that I've got nothing to do. But ultimately, what I do is I end up getting lost in those weekends. Mm. And actually, I'm kicking around. I get a bit of a quick neck from sitting on the sofa for too long. You know, and it's like, and I loved that kind of like checking in idea on a Friday of like, because I think, and I've not done it, and I'd love to do it, but I've not done it, which is if I check in around whether I'm like resentful because I'm super busy and my wife's made loads of plans and I don't really want to do them. And actually I might get to the point of going, oh, do you know what? Actually, that's going to be really good fun. And that might be really good fun. And oh, I've got time here to do something for a couple of hours. Or the opposite, which is like, I've got nothing to do. And then with the help of maybe you know, uh, a circle of people that are within that, you know, the, the, you know, like I'm picking what it might be that I want to do. You know, and I just thought it was a great idea. I think it's a fucking, I think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah. And that just, and I, you know, and I don't think, Amish's I, I um, niche isn't going to be like helping people with their weekend, but it's, it's just a good No, idea. no, no, no. But like, yeah, it's just like how her, she's found something, found somewhere where people are, Need you know could do a bit of help maybe a bit of but I think that yeah and I think it comes from the fact that she obviously still has a full time job yeah 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 so it's her own experience of kind yeah. of probably getting at four o'clock on a Friday and thinking I just want to do nothing and then being like or or the opposite which is like yeah. you know what I mean or just walking into the weekend with no real purpose yeah and I just think oh what a great idea can you imagine getting to a Sunday night and thinking wow. That was really productive. I really, I actually did what I wanted to do like this weekend. Yeah. And it comes from someone who has got this, probably this full-time work mentality, which is like, these are my golden days. These are my, this is my golden hours and I need to utilize them, you know, and, and yet we can, you get so lost. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was just, I don't, I'm not, like you were saying, it's not, it's not her niche, but it was just like a really cool idea that I was just like, wow, that, that should get some traction. That should work. Cause yeah. Such a good idea. Mm. And that's what kind of all of this is about, is about being a bit intentional with your, like, with your life, right? It's like, I can either yeah. just post along. Yeah. Being me in, like, the, in, like, the instance, which is all of your life experiences and all the sort of shit that's gone before is, is making you react in the way that you react and think in the way that you think and get into these like you were saying with transactions like getting into these sort of patterns of communication and you know it's like your brain just finds the most well-worn path and takes you down it mm-hmm. and that's what all of this sort of coaching and well-being stuff is kind of just lifting your head up a bit and going hang on a minute is this actually what I want to do mm. is this what I really think is this what I really want to say is that how I really want to react you know what do I want to do with my weekends like that's what all of it it's just a bit of purpose like a bit of purposefulness kind of to mm. it a bit of mm. intention you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i think we've given the listeners a great little snapshot of what's coming we're going to fill these episodes with like now we've done the kind of basis and we've kind of given you an overview of what it is and where we're at at the moment we're our own kind of j word uh it's now about kind of you know we're going to be quite spontaneous it'll be stuff that we maybe have both picked up up during the week with the stuff going on you know, ideas, you know, um, and we'll be sharing about those for, what, do you reckon, 45 minutes to an hour each week? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? All right, we're not going to put a time on it. It's not going to be seven hours, though, don't worry. For someone who's so black and white, I thought you might have a 
framework for it. I'm learning to let things go. You know? Okay, you let that you let that shit go. Tell the listeners when can I expect to receive or hear of like each episode. When are we going to be? What are we going to be doing? Because I, I, I obviously I am the expert of letting go, so I've got no fucking clue when the next one's out or when we're doing them. You just, so um, what what are we expect? What's there, what can they expect from us, Electra? What they can expect is one episode each week for the next eight weeks. <gasps> okay, cool. And it's going to come out on, I don't know, pick a day, Dan. What day do you want it to come out on? Uh, Thursday? Thursday. Yeah, we're going to try and release it on a Thursday. It should be available on all your usual podcast outlets, which you already know because you're already listening to the podcast and you found it somewhere. So it will be there wherever you found it next week on a Thursday. Um, you can follow us both on Instagram. Um, yep. If you'd like to. I am at Electra, but the L is a one. So it's E-1-E-K-T-R-A. And then Dan is at Soul Lane, but there's a couple of underscores. So Dan. Yeah, I'm at Soul Lane with Soul and then two underscores and AIM, all lowercase. I mean, we'll link it in the description below if you like it. And if you find me, then you can find Dan. And if you find Dan, then you can find me. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, that's it, really. I hope you have... Oh, should we do some kind of coachy checkout, Dan? Right, do you know what I've been doing recently, which I really enjoy, is, and this is going to be a really hard for me and you, yeah? <laughs> but, we, but we're going to do it this week, yeah, yeah, just for the sake of the listeners' ears, which is a one-word checkout. So, Electra, one-word checkout, what would it be? Um, I don't know. Has it got to be an emotion? No, no, no it's a one-word checkout. So it would be okay. So let me say, explain it something different. Right. So let's get into. Uh, no, it's a one-word checkout. You know, should I do mine? Yeah, you do yours. Because mine's right on the top of my head. Go on then. Mine is excited. Oh, okay. All right, lovely. Yeah. All right. Um, mine is. Right, because I can edit all this silence out. Yeah, but I'm going to tell people this how difficult it was for you. <laughs> this is going to, you're going to make this look like, you're going to make this look like, yeah, got it. Um, dun, 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 dun. All I can think of like is logistics. It's like editing now and like <laughs> <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> My one word. All right, Alexa, stop. Come on. Close your eyes. I've got one now. Oh, okay, go. My one word checkout is accomplished. Accomplished. Accomplished, yeah. Okay. Right, folks, thanks for listening. This is Two Coaches. Try to get the fuck unstuck. We'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. It was our first attempt, so the sound wasn't that great, but we are looking to improve it. Um, so stay tuned for next week's episode where hopefully I'll have fixed the sound. Thank you. Bye.